So welcome back to another episode. This is our post Brewdog GT episode. All three of us are here this time. So we've got Mark returning from his sabbatical from the last episode. Good evening. And uh, we've got Miss Karen Newby returning again. Hello. So, yeah, I mean, last weekend was the Brewdog GT. Was it? I can't remember. No. Well, my my wallet remembers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Looking at all the... All the, because uh, obviously, for those that don't know, as, as we said in the last episode, you can order to your table. So it's just lots of like individual transactions for like two beers a time on my like bank statement. It's just Brewdog, 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 Brewdog. Nine pound, ten pound, nine foot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't get analysed for that one too much. <laughs> <laughs> you don't notice it when you're doing it because you think oh, it's only a tenner, but then you get back home and you're, you're getting daggers from the wife. <laughs> How much did you spend? <laughs> yeah, likely. Yeah. I get daggers from my young one. <laughs> I don't get judged. I'm fine. You get I judged by your cat. Ronnie judges me constantly, but you know. <laughs> We'll just uh, open up another beer just now. I'm not drinking ever again. Well, that's a filthy line. <laughs> <laughs> About as filthy as your list. Ah, segue. Although, although I, I crack open the, the beer I won in the raffle. Spoiler alert. I, yeah, I, I think that's, that's what we should have done. We should have both drunk our very strong beers and recorded on them. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't think the public needs to hear that. <laughs> that is a that is a missed opportunity. <laughs> we will crack them open like the Friday night. We've got a carnage or something. No, we will miss carnage. <laughs> yeah, it will be carnage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Last time in Manchester, well, Stockport was bad enough. <laughs> I will say though, it was. Um, very well run, good fun event. Um, Mr. Sinky ran it very well. Uh, with he did. Assistance. He did. I think he even kept the same scoring system between the pack and the tournament, did he? He think... didn't do that last time. He changed it the day of the tournament last time. She's always think... Yeah, I think it was the same this time. Um... Well, me and Mark, so just to jump ahead slightly, me and Mark played game one. Um, and there was a weird issue with us inputting our scores. That yeah, a few people seem to have weird issues round one. But battle so, tactics, yeah, we couldn't enter battle tactics or grand strategies. We could only enter our total points. Hmm. And then there's a couple other people who had a, some weird issues, I think, round one as well. But there's like, even if, even when, I told Sinky, and he was like, what the hell, it's... That's not right. Also, I put in our results the wrong way around, because, you know, we're clever. Um, <laughs> and I'd only had, like, a beer by that point, maybe two. I think we were two beers in, yeah. And then we were two beers in, yeah. Yeah. Um, At that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then he went back into it. And even from his side, he could only input the score. So even the, the TO couldn't add in the missing information. It was just, for some reason, couldn't be put in. 
it was fine by the time we were entering the score, but I was um, slightly behind. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance that he was maybe editing something as he was saying, like he was maybe in the scoring while we were doing it and they just didn't like it. I don't know. But, I mean, as it matters, the the way the scoring, it wouldn't have made any difference because Trent's schedule took place before all that and don't think for any, I don't think for, for me or Mark, our strength of schedules would have decided us before. There's no one tied for our strength of schedule, given our finishing positions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so with that, I guess we might as well just fire into the actual event. Mm-hmm. So we all got there on the Friday. Yeah, it was a good buzz about the place on Friday night. Yeah, yes. good to catch up with a few people. It's good to catch up with the Norwegians. They were mm-hmm. their best life. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was, they, they doubled in size from last. No, more than doubled. There's only three last time. There's eight this time. So yeah, it was uh, good to see them. It was, it was. Yeah, they were, they were, they were. Um, should we say well oiled by the time we got there anyway? <laughs> yeah, they were definitely feeling it. Uh, I remember I spoke to. I think it was Lars on the Saturday morning. And yeah. That man, he was not looking well. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely looked a little bit shell-shocked. <laughs> well, they were already in the bar when we got there. <laughs> yeah, we, we checked in and then... Well, I looked on Twitter and had, had a drink with them and yeah. <laughs> yeah, I looked on... Because I, I didn't leave work until like half past three and then drove up and I... I checked Twitter before I got in the car. There are already pictures all over Twitter of them at Brewdog just getting <laughs> getting jiggy with it. Yeah, well, I, I had my first pint on the Friday at, I think, about half two after dropping off my scenery while waiting for everyone else to arrive. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was it was, it was good. Um, you know, we, were, we had some drinks down in the... You know, we, we got access to the, the room where the beer museum is, is that the the hall the Dermans held in so with some music on there was some folk playing games uh with a few beers down there and then realized there was more folk upstairs so we went our way upstairs to see the the Orkney invasion it was the first time we'd seen quite a lot of the Orkney guys down as well so very much between Orkney and Norway a very northern invasion uh that we had it, it was it was <laughs> Well, I actually Spad's been out in my dreams, to be honest. But, uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, Spad has been to more events when it comes to you yeah. than anything else. Yeah. Spad is at all my events. Yeah, the less said about that, the better. <laughs> so, yeah, much drinks and merriment was had on the Friday night. Somehow um, made it back to the hotel. Yes. Everyone, there was no casualties. Both nights there was no casualties, to be fair. Everyone made it home and everyone made it back, as far as I'm aware. And so, yeah, we'll just kind of, you know, kick off going through the rest of the day. So what I will say is, as I did, I did mention this before we recorded, or at least I mentioned to Karen, I think I mentioned to Mark, the list I took just didn't click with me. Um, so I think I'm not going to speak about my matchups very much just because there's not much to say um 
yeah, it didn't really work. I, I, you know, it was one of those things. So rather than just bring the the, the tone down, I figured I'd let you two have the floor uh, to discuss your matchups. Dangerous. Obviously, me and Mark played game one, so we'll talk about that. But after then, I think I'm just gonna, you know, let you guys go into more detail about yours as you wish. Right, you. Mm-hmm. So, which of you two want to go first? Well, ladies first. Mm. Okay. okay. One excuse. <laughs> if you hear, by the way, like water sloshing or anything, all three of us are doing a bit of painting and more. <laughs> yes. We'll do a little bit of a hobby. A little bit of a hobby while we're doing all this. So. Yeah, and, and we'll do our hobby catch up at the end so we can talk about our post Brewdog plans. Okay, well, my first matchup was also a grudge. Um, I grudge Mr. Jamie McHugh, um, a long-standing Solvite player. Um, The best in Scotland last year. Last year, not so far this year. Spoiler. Um, A grave mistake. (laughs) A great mark. That was rough. Um, So, yeah, we... It was a soul bite off. Um, I can't remember if we discussed my last list last time or not. Uh, well, I just might as well go through it again. Just roughly. Yeah, it's just, um, It's basically 80 direwolves in um, Vukaros with Radagar the Wolf, um, Torgilius the Chamberlain, um, Gorslab the Gravedigger, Miss Belladama herself. Uh, Necromancer is my general with Pack Alpha. Um, reinforced unit of Night Guard. Because I just love the models and they can hit like a truck. Um, people don't expect them to. So no, it's, well, people, yeah, people haven't uh, seen them before. People don't know what they do. <laughs> no, exactly. And the Horogast. Um, so basically just a flood of bodies on cavalry size bases. I think it worked out as 210 wounds <laughs> before 80 wounds can in theory come back from all the wolves. So that's 290 wounds. And then with the Lycan Curse from Belladama, you can make more as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you can be fighting up to 300 wounds. <laughs> just absolutely ridiculous. Which is, I mean, it was all themed, obviously, the most dogs I could fit in a list, pretty much, and make it effective for a brew dog event, so. Yeah. Um, That's the excuse for the filth, and you're sticking with it. I literally just twigged, yeah, dogs for brew dog. I don't know why I hadn't thought of that sooner. How did you not? I was wearing (laughs) my, I made a, like, a hat as well that was sort of um, direwolf, so it was like a wolf hat ones you get for kids but I, I made it all like bloodied and whatnot, yeah, it actually so. kind of scared me because on some saturday morning i had a slight hangover and I, <laughs> I, I felt a wee bit kind of tilted because it was like blood coming down the side of your head <laughs> <laughs> i think it worked rather well um it did yes yeah so but yes so mr jamie contrary to BCP reporting wasn't playing Beast of Chaos. Yeah, I think a good quarter of the factions are wrong on BCP. There was a weird, weird bug play. or something that happened. Yeah, 
Um, but so he was playing his soul bite, but he was playing um, zombie spam. Mm-hmm. Um, and he quickly, well, quickly found out that zombies die quite easily to lots of attacks from doggies because they have no save. Um, but I mean, they stood in there and stuck with it for quite some time because they're zombies. Um, yeah. he bring back ones just as much as me. Um, so it, it was a long protracted fight and uh, don't don't think he was very used to fighting that style of army. Um, maybe because he's no, well, he was... and I love my hordes. Um, he's more of a blood knight player up until recently. Yeah, yeah, he he started his crutch of Manfred, so, um, <laughs> but he I think he quite quickly found that Manfred staying in combat with that many night guard was not a good plan. Manfred staying in combat in general is not really a great plan. I think they did about eight damage to him just from one round of combat. Yeah. Um, then he realised that's probably not the best place for him to be and got out of dodge. <laughs> Um, especially since you're surrounded by doggies and things as well, so it was all these yeah, about to get a whole lot worse. Um, I and mean, we didn't get to play all the way through because obviously two horde armies fighting each other. We played a little bit into the lunchtime as well and had to yeah. figure things out. But yeah, I looked across your game like two and two or three, and I think actually there was more models on your table than it was like the entire event. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, because he had over a hundred. Well, he had us hundred zombies as well, so and yeah, twenty was, direwolves. So there was a hundred direwolves on the entire table. It was just <laughs> ridiculous. I think I did take a photo of it just because it was madness. Yeah, there was a few people that came over and just <laughs> just didn't know what was going on. No. Um. So I got the win out of that one. Uh, it was a very fun match, and he's a wonderful man, a wonderful opponent. Um. <laughs> Other than you, you, you did also get, did tilt him a little bit. I did. I got called janky a few times. And, uh, <laughs> because pointing out things like, when you come out of a graveyard, it doesn't say friendly graveyards. So I was coming out of his graveyards. <laughs> um, I did come over as a song frantically flicking through the book to try and prove that you couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also the grand strat because we both had the list for domination. One of us or the other wasn't getting it because it controlled yeah, it was always graveyards. Only a six point swing. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty much. I mean, I got twenty four to his eighteen, and a lot of that was because I got the grand strat and he didn't. Yeah. Um. So we were pretty even apart from that. Um, well, twenty four to eighteen is a six point swing. So yeah, it's entirely exactly. Yeah, yeah, it is. So. It's just the way it just but that's what my list was very much it was about board control and objective yeah. control and everything so yeah so that was fun that was fun and my reward f- for beating that was the face gets yeah it wasn't uh, well, well, well we'll jump over to to mark's round one we'll go backwards and forwards i think oh okay um, right, so. My list, to be fair, my list was also narrative, uh, just like ours. Um, because I, I took, I took um, I, no, there is a narrative. I took, I took gets to the event. Um, so obviously being brew dog, being beer, um, beer is made from 
that's right, hops. So what did I take? I took some hoppers. Um, that's my narrative. Right now, haven't you? Pardon? You've just thought that right now. Yes, I did. Yes. Yeah, because uh, if you had, you, you've, you'd have definitely told us, you'd have definitely said that before now. If you remember. <laughs> so we, we had a grudge. Um, obviously, we had a grudge in game one. I think he actually grudged me like way back, like last September or something. It he was, put, yeah. We decided like... Oh, well, no, you... I think I think you decided that you're gonna grudge me, and then well, you, yeah, you, you, you could have you could have backed out. No, that's fine. Uh, I think you came up with this like really janky bullshit list with the uh, takeless. So, I uh, so that was a uh, you're playing into into takeless and your sentinels, and um, I think that that was a really good game. I think you actually played a blinder because you just you just totally hit the weak spot with getting those hoppers, just doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. for until. In fact, did they even move the, they didn't move the whole game, did they, in the end? No, because yeah, firstly, you made them sad. Uh, yeah, the, the, I teleported the Cathalan over. Yeah. Um, you made them sad, and then you made them scare the heights. Uh, yeah, when so yeah she, she made them sad for two turns, then you killed her, and then, uh-huh. yeah, Teclos made them scared of heights after that. So, yeah, the 500 points of Hoppers, just doing nothing. Yeah, so I was playing, like, 1,500 points versus 2K. I think, I think it was all right up until a point. I think, like... Maybe down the bottom of turn three, he was kind of neck and neck. And I think when we got to like turn four and five, he really kind of started to run away because I didn't have anything I could kind of... Yeah, I mean, that failing that charge roll, I think, is... The the Mangler failing a three-inch charge. Yeah. ability to re-roll it. Yeah, I I needed the re-roll for the the, the squigs. Well, there's nobody in range, remember? You could, there was nobody in range to issue it. Oh, that's right, yeah. So, because you can't give the squig hurt a reroll because they can't take command abilities. No, I just needed like the one or two wounds on that unit of wind charges yeah. didn't, to get a battle tactic. So it was a battle tactic down in that turn. Yeah, yeah, it, it was one wound because, yeah, they lived on one. Yeah, so the mangler would have just ate them probably. Oh, yeah, no. Absolutely no question, unless you rolled incredibly badly. Yeah, exactly. And then I failed my battle tactic with my general because somebody, <laughs> somebody talked me out of the battle tactic I was gonna go for. Um, won't, won't talk about that person. Um, I was gonna go. For I, that, I still I, maintain <laughs> it, it was right. <laughs> yeah, if I, if I hadn't, I, I yeah, if I hadn't whiffed my attacks and rolled crap, yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. You'd, you'd a damn cold trying to kill three wind chargers. You think yeah. you're going to win, really? Yeah, I mean, you'd already killed two of them before. That's the thing. It should be easy. Yeah, I got, like, what, two attacks in there, rolled, like, a one and a two and the damage for the... the yeah. The damage, and it was just like, oof. Yeah, all, all, all you needed was... Just yeah, one tip of damage. Six damage in the unit. I'm sure. I'm sure there was six. I'm sure there was three guys left. Yeah. And you just I needed to get six damage through. Yeah. But it was a good game. I think I was quite happy with how I played up to a point. Since I was playing, obviously, like on, on the back foot with having those hoppers, just. Yeah, I, th- I think that shows as well, though. Just if I hadn't been able to shut down your hoppers, I think I was done by like turn two. I don't think I could have held you back, though, because then you'd have been coming at me with the Mangler, the Hoppers, and the Herd, and there's no way you're failing all those charges. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's the fact that you had to keep your big... And like, so the hoppers just do so much more wounds bouncing over things that... Yes, they did. And that'll be the story of the later game. Of, of, of the rest of the event, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was a good game. I uh, really yeah. enjoyed it. No, it, it, it was a lot of fun. It was. It was good fun. And, and uh, playing, your, playing your Sentinels as well. They're not actually that bad. They're not. So, they just do like all the mortal wounds. Without the rerolls, though, that they've lost, they're not... They're no longer unit killers. They're now precision damage where you want it. Yeah. It's a very different style of list. Like, you'll remove, you know, chunks of units, or if you're in sharpshooters, you're going to remove heroes and stuff like that with them. But it's gone are the days of doing, like, you know, 10, 15 mortal wounds out of 19 models. You know, that's... Probably never going to be sharpshooters because you want to try and dictate... The drop, I think. Yeah, that, that's that's the thing with Luna. I think you, I think you need to be a one drop. If if you're playing that list, yeah, there's there's no way to do it any other way. Yeah, because I think did you take, did you give me the turn? I couldn't get across the board at you. I can't remember. Uh, I know. I, I think it? I I think I took it to get my defensive buffs in place. That's and shut down, and, and shut down your hoppers. Otherwise, they were going to be in the middle of the table by the time they they'd. Uh, that was what it was. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. I had to take the turn. Otherwise, there's a chance your hoppers made into combat with me. I can't, I can't, can't believe I can't even remember a week ago. I'm getting so old. <laughs> but the, I think the Cathala, the Cathala was like the MVP because oh yeah, yeah. blinded teleport. Without, uh, like I say, without her, I think it's a very different game. Or yeah. if you were a one drop and you went first, it's a very different game. Yeah, I could see it coming, but I had no way of kind of zoning her out because that spells. A fair, a fair range, you know. You can... Well, yeah, it, it's an 18-inch range, uh-huh. and you are trying to keep your um, your your uh, there there out of Teclos's unbind range as well. Yeah, and the thing is, if I'm trying to put the hoppers any further back, they'd be out of the game, even if you hadn't got the spell. Yeah, off. then I just then I'm them sad in my turn too when they moved up a bit. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So it's a damned if I did and damned if I didn't kind of situation. But it was good fun. We really had a couple of beers, so it was always good. You did, you did. Bar open, you got an order in. Get your next time, Mr. Fraser. <laughs> well. Next time, Gadget. Why is our tournament record actually against each other? I think you got one over me. Oh, okay. So, we'll oh, oh, actually, no. Uh, uh, Tournament, I think. Like a 2 0, actually, a tournament. We only played twice. No, surely not. No, no, actually, it's it's 2 1 0 in your favour because we drew at Aberdeen. Remember Gargans versus the. We did, yeah. Yeah, so actually, a tournament. Yeah, a tournament. You've got the edge of me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to to grudge you at some point. Yeah, well, I'm sure you will. Let's know that I'm not pushing about that list. <laughs> yeah. I'll grudge you yeah. for next year, and then I'll just like write a write a specific list just to take you <laughs> one and four. <laughs> I just get bragging with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So then we had our glorious uh, brewdog lunch, as always. So good. Really nice. Um, the, the the buffet that we get, which is yeah, 
or you need pizza and um, slider burgers. Yeah, the slider yeah. burgers. I, I didn't get a chance to have one this time, but they looked really good. Oh, they were good. They were good. Um, and then we go into round two. I want a nap after that lunch as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the beer and the heavy food. You yeah, you start to feel a bit sleepy. You do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, my round two. That was because the tables were randomised, which was nice, um, just for table number. I was way down on table 19, but I was playing the lovely guy Andy, Andrew Ramsey with his um, gits list. It was very, a bit of everything sort of gits list. Uh, yeah, one of the, the Newcastle warlords. Yeah, it wasn't so focused on one specific area. Um but he, I'm pretty certain he gave me first turn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was one of, there was the new mission that allows you to get two battle tactics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you have a galley champ in wholly outside in containing objective. So there's like table quarters. Um, and so basically, I just ran and pinned him in the corner. Very <laughs> Um And he spent most of the battle trying to fight out of it. Um, yeah, and then you just get enough points that it's irrelevant. Yeah, I mean, I, twice I managed to get two battle tactics in my turn. Um, so yeah. just fighting a losing battle on points. And one of his big units, or his unit of Felwater Trogoffs, because I came under his points, he couldn't have his indomitable. Because um, I tried to make sure I was one of the, lo- what, the lowest, but wasn't quite the lowest. Um, I was on 1930, so just to deny that, and he'd obviously he built into the list that he dropped points to make sure he got the triumph. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, gets one of the big failings is the low bravery, um, and then yeah, um, my um, wolves pushing that bravery even lower and the horror gas kicking around. I think I think about four fellows ran because one had died. Yeah, that's tough. Um, so he was down to quickly down from a unit of six down to one. Which is just yeah, horrendous. Yeah. Um and he just found it very difficult to get out of the corner. None of his magics was either working because I dispelled it or he'd rolled pretty low. Didn't get a single hand of Gork off. Yeah, I see like if he'd be able to do that and get one unit out it can cause problems, but Yeah, I, well by the time it was getting to that stage there was not really any place he could probably have dropped his troops because mm. I just had total board presence. So um being someone who plays ambushy type armies and everything I've become not too bad at sort of being able to zone other people out of doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, well, you guess you've got to be conscious of it happening to you, so you're aware of yeah. when to do it as well. That's just the training from um, Beast of Chaos and Skaven, so yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a bit of a fight in the uphill, bat- uphill battle for him. Um, yeah. But lovely guy. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so that was a quite a big win for me, uh, thirty-two to seventeen. Oh, 
a few two two in all with uh, yeah I know uh, I was shocked nice <laughs> my reward for winning that match was to play Gets again so, yeah <laughs> Yeah, there was there was quite a few of them at the event. There was six Gitz players, so yes. Told you it's narrative. It's for the hops, you know. Speaking of Gitz, <coughs> pardon me. Yeah. So my my reward for getting an absolute doing in game one was I got drawn against the lovely, the beautiful Sheen, Mr. Ork and Sheen, who had his uh, Ogamore tribes. So I think in his list he had um, there was a tyrant, a butcher. Um, I think there was one no two two units of like laid belchers, big massive blob of ogre bulls. It was like twelve of the of the, of the buggers, yeah. and then like a unit of I think it was eight um, iron guts. Yeah, and he had that wee that wee sort of hunter guy that kind of jumps around and does does like dirty tricks and stuff like that. Yeah, the, the blood pelt's such a good, such a good uh, Galician champion right now. I know it, it did, it did, it did some, did a, a little bit of work for him, so it was pretty good. So he, he had dropped me, and he decided to take the turn, which I think is maybe the mistake he made, because I was able to pre-game move my spore splatters up a little bit, so I managed to get him on the central objective. So I, ha- I held it at the start of his turn. Um, but he tried to maybe move his lead belches around them to try and get to better targets behind them. Mm-hmm. I think ideally the best thing he could have done is maybe just shoot them off because they're one wound, you know, the one wound like a six up save or something like that. So I think it would be better to shoot them off. Rather yeah, it was what I did in our game. I made a point of right. I'm going to have to waste a turn shooting just to get rid of them. Yeah, exactly. But it was, it was kind of like, I went on, where, where do I shoot? Because they're blocking line of sight. Where I, I think we just yeah. should have just taken them off. Um, and maybe moved on to that central objective. Um, so he kind of played a wee bit kind of caged. He moved his, like, his ice bro um, fellow like, towards like one objective. And he kind of grabbed him on that. And he kind of moved that big, massive unit of bulls or ogres. What they called? Gluttons, that was it. Gluttons, Towards the same objective as the... As the um, ice bros does come out to his like to his right hand side, and that was really about it for his turns. So he kind of shuffled about. He moved the he moved his um, iron guts towards my right hand objective, um, kind of taking them. And then that was that was kind of about it. Um, so my turn one, this was actually pretty brutal because I double tap moved the squig hood. Um, I moved him at the start of my hero phase. And then I, I buffed them with mushrooms as well. Um, so we're doing mortal wounds and a six. And I put the, the squig hood into the gluttons. And the amount of damage that they did, because they were doing four attacks apiece, they, they lifted. I mean, out of that unit of 12, they lifted six straight away. Oh. Exactly. I, I, did a, I did a horrendous amount of damage to them. Because they didn't have that big a save. No, four yeah. wounds each and a five-up save. Like you're relying on their wounds to keep them alive. Exactly. Yeah. You got the the mortals in addition. So yeah, I lifted I lifted six of them straight away. So that was a that was a pretty good trade-off. And yeah. Got them back, and I lost like maybe nine or ten. And I think I did like eight mortal wounds as well because the the squigs running. That's another two. You so that was another two that left as well. So you know that was a fantastic trade-up for me. Yeah. And then 
I I won the t- I think I, I can't remember. God, it's only been a week. I should have just stuffed down. And I think I won priority. And I I buffed the hoppers, and I just moved the hoppers over to the iron guts because they were the, the biggest threat. Oh yeah. The the red belts just still couldn't shoot anything really because the the um, shroom dudes were there. Yeah, and to be honest, the, lead belches aren't exactly much of a threat. Oh, exactly. The squigs, I managed to survive, so I brought back, I think, maybe five or six squigs. Um, yeah, exactly. It was it was nasty. And then the hoppers, I buffed them, so they were doing mortal wounds and a six to hit and a six to wound. Because um, I brought my um, loom boss down behind them. And the hoppers, firstly, the hoppers, because I I'd moved the moon into the middle of the board so I could run and charge. So the hoppers bounced over over and back over the iron guts and I think out of the eight I maybe lifted three or four just from the water wounds and the bounce and then the hoppers just went in and took off the rest and and that was basically it then because the hoppers then were able to move into the middle of the board and clear up the lead belches and I yeah. think I maybe by turn four I, I think I killed like literally everything it was like a butcher left and I think I just teleported my dang cold towards the butcher and just like charged it in and just ate him basically. So like, by turn by turn four, and um, certainly by turn five, you didn't really have anything on, on the table. It was uh, a big a big kind of swing. It's kind of neck and neck. That's you know five point neck and neck for like turn one and two because you were both going on battle tactics and stuff like that. Objectives were kind of swinging back and forth, but. As we got into turn three and he was really taking casualties off from like the, the hoppers taking off the big set of the iron guts and then moving in. The squigs were still munching away on that, that big unit of bulls. By that point, it was kind of, you know, job done, basically. So. Yeah. And a big swing in the end to um to the gits. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with the with the ogres is that you've got a lot of damage potential in each unit, but it's the survivability against things like the new gits is just it's it's yeah it's hard for folks to i think it's hard to realize that you play into gits just how much units they have on the table and how yeah. many of them can do a ridiculous amount of damage the hoppers are insane because if he can yeah. if you get them in that position where you can have them under the light of the moon and they can run so they can bounce over something i mean on average you're doing 15 mortal wounds and then you're going in with four attacks, and if you you know you got your buffs in a certain position, and you're doing the mortal wounds and the hit and the wound, you know it's it's in addition. The attack sequence doesn't end. It's it's absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's just complete bonus. So I mean there was there was no point like all oh, my hoppers were in combat the entire weekend. I was only like ever maybe getting say ten or twelve hoppers in at the most if I was really lucky. Uh, yeah, but even like eight hoppers were like lifting things because they had four attacks. Even the guys in the back were doing like the odd mortal wound because you know the buffer plays well, the loon boss buffer plays to them, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, even they were getting odd mortal wound in here. There it was, it was just insane. Yeah. Yeah, hoppers are hoppers are broke. <laughs> yes, yeah, they are. So yeah, then we'll have another wee short break and on to, you know, get a couple of beers in, chill for a second, and on to round three. I've barely got a break, but yeah. <laughs> Nature. What do you get for playing a million models? This is true. Um, so yes, yeah, so I was playing another Gates player, 
uh, Mr. Sean Ricketts, who did really well in the end. Um, yep. I think he, he came. Well, I don't know what position he came. I know he came. Well, he was. Yeah, he was. He was. He was, he was playing for the event win. Yeah. Okay. And it was. Um, but he was a pure trog. Gets better. He is a long-time trog player. Yeah. So he's, he knows his stuff, and no doubt is very happy with a new book. Yeah, he, uh, he's not he's not a gets tourist like some. <laughs> true, um, but it was Nidus Pass. So after two corner, sort of just quarter board table deployments on the last game when everyone's had a fair few, we have to play the most complex yeah. deployment <laughs> zones. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was great planned. Um. But yeah, I think he, I think he gave. He was actually came under lower points than me this time, which was annoying because he double triumphed up. If, if he if I was actually less than him, I probably would have more taken the win. Um, yeah. I ended up just losing, um, twenty three to twenty four. So it was really close. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically denied my grand strap for it. Um, but I managed to pin in him pin him in for quite a while but trogs they hit so hard yeah and i was doing nothing to him because my army relies on the chip damage and when everything's regenerating three times basically three or four times yeah it's really difficult to do it was, to them. and then under the light of the moon they're like a free up save as well as having a ward save yeah it was just i couldn't really do much into it um, Belladama was the absolute star of the show. She managed to tank two dank holes <laughs> for many rounds, um, and then eventually pulled out in the combat and then went in to go and fight his trog boss. Um, I don't think she even died by the end of it. I can't quite remember. Um, but yeah, she'd managed to tank quite a lot. Um, so we were getting objectives and I was moving around trying to use my mobility a lot more and things and kept it was close it was very, very close but yeah it was a great guy great game not really much to say they were just wiping out units when they got the full buffs on and this that and the other so yeah um i was just trying to chip away and grind away at him but it doesn't work so well <laughs> no no it's, you've got to lift entire units and then you're going to bring half the unit back that's the Yes, yeah. I, I don't think I killed an entire unit. Oh no, might have killed one. One of his units of six, but then obviously it right. came back. Yeah. Um, so many wounds now, and they regenerate another like, unit. It's just crazy. I did manage to use. The, I had a unit of ten wolves in my back home objective, and they managed to about turn three, nip through the Nidus path behind them, and then come up behind his moon, moon shrine. And his boss, who was pretty much the only one in that table quarter at the time. Um, so then the turn after, they managed to nick his home objective. So at one point, I had, I think it was by turn four, I had all four objectives. Nice. But then it kind of just crumbled after that. He just started hammering too much on my units. I think he got the double on that one as well. So that definitely didn't help. Yeah, a trog double is going to be a real problem, I think, for a lot of armies. So yeah, so that that was oh, still two two and one day one for a nice fun list. It was it was um, not bad. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Mr. Matt. Yeah, 
well, there's a there's a back, there's a bit of a bit of history to my game three. So last year I drew Eric Lane's uh, game three at Brewdog, and he did bad things to me both on the table and off the table because last last year I tried to out drink Eric Lane's game three and it, it didn't <laughs> do too well for me. Uh, so when I rocked up on a Friday night, <laughs> yeah, when I rocked up on a Friday night and he was already there and he was balls deep in drink, um, he came over, big bay hug and you know cuddles and he was like, oh, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be funny if we played each other game three tomorrow? And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> game three was drawn. That was it was a it was a rematch of last year. So I rock up at the table and. Eric is maybe slightly more worse to wear than I am because by this time I'm maybe three or four beers in and uh, the lower back pain of pushing around like 30 hoppers and 40 gits and, you know, all these little models starting, it was starting to become real. Um, so, yeah, it was Nidus Pass and he had, it was, a, it was a great theme of the army. I think he kind of took it because it was easy to travel with. So he had like all the bulls in, in Beast of Chaos. So he had, I think it was two Gorgons. He had a, a Doom Bull. Two units and nine. Yeah, two units and nine bulls. And I think it was those wee cheeky, maybe two cheeky shamans that were doing just the one. Nonsense. Or was it? Right. Which is one, was it? Yeah, it was I think just you were just seeing double by that point, maybe. Yeah, I was probably seeing double. You were in a wee cheeky nonsense from off the board and poking things with mortal wounds, which I wasn't too happy about. So he basically deployed everything apart from his 10 ungoes that were around his shrine off the board. And I was like, oh, crap. And I knew he could come in and he could come in within seven with one unit. He could do plus two to charge. So I was like, right, OK. Um, I think he was, he outdropped me. I can't remember if he was one or two drops, but I knew he outdropped me. So I just basically put everything in the corner and I just double double bubbled everything so i had my i had my spore splatters as my front screen i then put my squig my squig hood as a second screen and the whole idea here was i was thinking right if he if he gets into me with the potential of a double turn then i'm going to be doomed so if i could put two screens out then i'm going to be laughing here i can, can protect myself so he has to bring everything out by by his turn too so he had dropped me, he gave me the turn, and all I did was I just moved my sports splatters. I chose like a really crappy battle tactic that I was never ever gonna get. Um and I think the sports splatters maybe nicked on to one of the objectives. So I had one, two more, so I went kind of three points up. I think he then brought in he brought in like his whole army turn one and he charged into he charged into the took off the, the sports splatters. I was thinking, right, that's okay, because if he does get a double, he's just going to go into the squig hood. And he's going to take them off, probably, and then we've got a game where I can maybe counter-attack with the, with the hoppers, because I had the hoppers behind my, my stabber screen. Um, luck would have it, I got the turn. So what I did was I went into, I went into him um, with the hoppers, so I basically teleported the gits, um, the stabbers, I teleported the stabbers to the other side of the board to grab an objective. 
Um, because I know everything was basically down on my left hand side. So I teleported the gits to the other side of the board to grab an objective. Um, I maneuvered the squig hood out of the way a little bit. Um, and then I just basically run and charge the hoppers into one unit of bulls. And as luck would have it, I had like a one loon smasher and the one um, sports platter left. And it was within, my unit of hoppers within nine inches of that sports platter. So my, my, my hoppers went in doing five attacks. Oh. Firstly, firstly I, bounced, I bounced over over them and then came back. And then I went in and I just literally just deleted one unit of nine bulls. Um, and that was basically it. I just spent the rest of the game. I run the other side of the board. Um, I run the hoppers basically the other side of the board towards this like um, hoodstone. The stabbers were the other side of the board, and all he had left was his basically his champion and one unit of of his nine bulls. And they were they were never gonna like catch catch them up. Um, I just I just like sacrificed like uh, the squig hood, took the squig hood off. But by that point, I got to turn into two and three and basically my whole army basically run the other side of the board grabbing the other objectives and again just kind of went up on points doing like battle tactics here and there and that was that was it that was the end of the game it was just that that sheer just lifting one unit of bulls and the other unit of bulls just not having the, the movement to get to you know catch up with the hoppers and things like that so I got lucky as well because I, I was quite happy to like leave Scragrot there to just kind of be bait but again, I got the two, and I was able to even move Scragro out of the way, you know. So I think it smashed your loon shrine by that point, hadn't he? With the two goblins or something? No, that was game five against um, a game five opponent. Or I was getting tired, my, my shrine got smashed. Oh right, okay. Yeah, I can't, I can't quite remember. But yeah, game five it got smashed. But so when you say sacrifice your squeak herd, you didn't really sacrifice them because they would have come back on half strength. Yeah, I think I think actually I did as well, and they kind of screened out Scragrot so he could um, teleport himself away. Basically, everything I could have gone right with priorities and teleports and runs and charges. Everything just was the stars aligned in that game, and I just like literally just run away. I did the damage, took out one unit, and then run my whole army to the other side of the board where the other nine bows couldn't get me. Um, and that was that was basically it. Get, getting battle tactics here and there. Um, stopped him getting his grand strategy. My um, my Danko Trogbo stayed alive under the light of the moon, so I got my grand strategy. So again, it was pretty, it was a pretty big swing. Mm-hmm. Kind of, again, kind of neck and neck gear, sort of turn one and two. As we kind of moved into three, four, and five, I was getting kind of you know five points where he was getting like two and things like that. So it kind of ended up a pretty, a pretty big swing then into kind of yeah. five. So. We had a couple of beers after it, and I actually get revenge in for last year. So <laughs> no, doubt, no doubt next year's going to grudge me game one. So. Well, yeah, I, I feel that's definitely uh, yeah. Worthy I feel that like has to happen, to be honest. Yeah, that's it. because uh, uh, I don't want to play in game three again because that's going to be a sore one. <laughs> well, I got that on in November. Um, Grants the farm, well, effectively the farm hammer, <laughs> one in the brew dog. <laughs> yeah, there has been. Um, some interest from um, Gear. He's uh, said that he's bringing some some over. He hasn't said who yet, but it looks like there will be a, a second Norwegian invasion there as well. Love it. 
There you go, Eric. If you're listening, I'll grudge you in game one at Farnham. <laughs> Just so I don't have to play a game three when I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, a wee bit tipsy. <laughs> a wee bit. Protect the liver for a bit. Uh, I think so I, I um, had two know. bites of pony with you, and then game two I was starting to hit the hazy Jane. So, but maybe two and two or three of game three I was starting to kind of. Starting to get a wee bit kind of, shall we say, hazy. Yeah, yeah. Jane was starting to do her things to me. Yeah, See, that's why it's, that's why I tended to stick on pony because it's uh, it's a nice three point eight. It's a nice easy drinker. Yeah, I should have done the same. <laughs> oh, you didn't suffer for it. <laughs> no, no. It's uh, on the Saturday morning, but it, it, it's funny you mentioned everything going right because the one thing that I will say about my event is I didn't win a single priority rule. <laughs> Which is a statistical anomaly, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Um, there's not much. It was, yeah, even in the last game, when um, we were like, oh, well, we're all for priority, and you know, it doesn't matter at this point. So my opponent was like, oh, you know, Eric was like, oh, this will be the one that you win. And no, I still didn't even win that one. So, full weekend, zero priority wins. <laughs> yeah, I think I the I can't remember like like all my priorities, but even when I was losing priority, people like hitting either the squig hood or like the stabbers and people weren't lifting the stabbers. I didn't lose the unit of stabbers the entire tournament. Because it, it's 40, 40 wounds yeah, because they've got a five up save, but they're minus one to hit. And yeah. if you keep the stick shield on them and then all that defense, you're, you're not taking them off. No. You know, it's just a massive target. And there were quite a few times where I think maybe I, I caught out Shane and I think I caught out Eric and I caught out a few people. Well, I caught out my opponents in day two as well. Just the fact that I could score from nine away, it was just like so gaming. Oh, that that so, ability is really strong. Yeah, <laughs> really when strong. that ability got revealed, I'm like, that's going to catch so many people out for the first few months. It does, yeah. People focus on the damage of this unit and that unit. That, that ability is just, that's game winning. But it's especially because we play with the, I think almost all of us play with the objective discs. Yeah. So you just have it in your head. That's all that matters for scoring objectives. Then you're you're off that. Going, oh, my God, I actually control this. In the, heat, in the heat of the game as well, when you're just looking at a yeah. disc, going, oh, yeah, I've got that because, I've, yeah, I've clearly got more models than, than my opponent. You're just doing that scan, you know, that scan of... Mm-hmm. Got that? Yes, I have. Do I need to put more things over here? No, I don't. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the tomb, your opponent says, "Well, actually, <laughs> I've got like 30 models there." You know, it's like, oh shit. Yeah, and especially now that we don't have things like conquerors, we are just quickly counting models. Yeah. Because generally speaking, it's it's obvious what they're going to count as. There's no, oh, by the way, these are three, uh, two each or three each or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, then it was um, Saturday night. Fun was had with by all shuffleboard. Shuffleboards. Yep, shuffleboard. Shuffleboard, drinks, stagger home. <laughs> Indeed, collapse. Collapse. Stagger yeah, back again. Yeah. Hours sleep and yeah, head the way back up. Um, yeah. Day 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 two, the the lower back pain and the sore feet were definitely kind of. <laughs> I'm telling you, see if the next two day tournament, I'm actually going to buy Warhammer slippers. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I do, I have thought about getting a yoga mat. I did speak about looking into getting a, 
some some branded ones for us. Well, I'm branded yoga. I'm going to go town tomorrow. I'm getting some slippers for broken rims. And if you see me walking around the hotel on Saturday and Sunday with my slippers, I'll be having my best life because my feet will be just like <laughs> comfort. This is true. I'm going to get one of those pins in, machines Kendra's in my back. Uh, but yeah, so game four. Oof. So my my reward for losing against kids was playing Phil McGuinness, great guy, lovely guy, world's team member, um, with his Slaves to Darkness, twelve Varangard. <laughs> yeah, that's a list. Yeah, that'll do things. There's not much really to say. It's um, I tried to hold him up as long as possible, but again, high armor, some ward saves here and there. I couldn't really do much. Chip damage wasn't doing that much. Yeah. I think overall I managed to kill three Chaos Knights and one Varengard, and he just destroyed me. So yeah, it's so strong. It is a yeah. It's it's just. Those two lists are a massive hard counter to no-rend mass attack armies. Yeah, for sure. You do, you do fail the odd one or two saves, but then he's like, only oh, then he managed to ward save the one or two that he did get through. He's like, oh, really? Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was a eighteen twenty-eight loss. So there you go. Well then. So two two at the end of that one. Mm-hmm. So Mark, where did you go around for? Well, at this point, I was kind of getting a bit suspicious because I drew Eric Lane's game three last year, and I drew him game three this year, and last year with two of us having raging hangovers, I drew the beautiful Mr. Adam Rosen um, last year, and who did I draw this year? That's right. <laughs> Mr. Adam Rosen again. So at this point, I was thinking that maybe, you know, like I'm some sort of psychic or you know, maybe I can control the draw with my mind or something. So he, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Rosen, what a list. What a list. Oh, it's a glorious list. Yeah, it was beautiful. What an absolute legend. So always love playing Adam because, you know, you know two teachers together, we've got, got to stick together and moan and bitch about kids and stuff like that. So for those who don't know, Adam's list was four Eidolons. It was. He had three of the fighty Eidolons and he had one of the casty Eidolons. Um, he had, I want to say, two units, maybe what, I can't remember, maybe he had like a unit of Reavers and maybe two units of Thralls or, or the other way around. Yeah. And like two, two wee characters. Um, I think one of them was like counter as 10 objective. I think one of them was the Thrall Master brings back uh, yeah. And the other one was like the guy with the big hook. Well, that's the soul renders, the one that brings him back. Right, okay. That was the soul render he had, and I think he had the Thrall Master as well. Yeah, it was the guy with the big hook. So this this was a, this was a good game. Uh, again, it was one of those games that were like neck and neck and points, right, up until like turn three, and then it started to swing one way. So he didn't really kind of know what the new gets had done. And I think he'd maybe played Sean a few times with Trogs, but he wasn't maybe kind of aware of what the Hoppers were going to do. So he kind of had the three fighty Eidolons in one big sort of triangle of, you know, of triangle of pain. 
Um, so I was very, very scared of that. Um, and he kind of moved them on his left flank up towards my right hand flank as one big sort of blob. I was like, oh God, what's going to happen here? So I, I moved my squid hood over to kind of screen screen out. So if he did hit them, he's just going hit to the, hit the you know squigs and maybe play for the double with the hoppers. Um, I was very mindful of his two and three shenanigans where everything can fight first. And I was like, oh no, here we go. So we kind of it was kind of like a few of exchanges. I'd moved my mangle up. I'd, I'd kind of throw my distraction carnifex forward on my left hand flank to grab the objective. Um, it then kind of moved across into the middle. It did, did a bit of damage. It got me some, got me some like victory points, some objectives. Took a few bits and pieces off here and there. Eventually, it died because that's kind of pretty much what it did all weekend. It just kind of went in, did a thing, got me some victory points, killed something, and then just kind of tanked some damage so that the rest of my army could kind of just do its thing. So, it, to be fair, it was really good all weekend at, at that sort of role. Um, so I think I'd throw my mangle into like the, a unit of 10 thralls, I took them off, um, and it died from shooting from the reavers and stuff like that. And I think his casting Eidolon went into it and you know, did the remaining damage to take off the mangler. Um, so then he, he got priority into two and three, and I was like, oh, here we go. This is going to be pain because he's going to throw these three balls of doom at me. And he, he picked a battle tactic where he had to kill... I think he had to kill two units with a uh, that was like it was like um, an Aideneth battle tactic. He had to kill two units with like an Aideneth unit. So he went into he went into the squigs with all three Eidolons. He went into the squigs and I, I can't remember where else he went into. I think it might have been like one of my heroes or something, or it might have been. Well, that was into my mangler. That was right. My mangler was alive at that point. So he went into the squigs and he went into the mangler with the idea of taking off those two and getting his battle tactic. But what he did with one of the one of the eidolons is he tagged the hoppers, um, so that they obviously couldn't move and they obviously had to retreat. So he deleted the squigs. Fair news, because you know three eidolons are going to do that. He deleted the squigs. Um, at this point, I'd managed to kill, I think we all just like almost kill one of the Eidolons. Um, he took off the mangler, and I think with like the, the turn, I managed to, the squiggies go left, finished off one of the Eidolons. So he deleted the squiggies, deleted the mangler, and I took off the Eidolon that turn. So we had two of them left, or two of the fighty ones left. And I thought, I'm not going to fight you this turn because you're going to fight with everything. So what I did was with the squig hood, so the squig hoppers, is I retreated. But the squig hoppers still do the damage when they retreat. So I literally, because I was in combat, so I like, right, okay, here we go. So I'm going to go 10, in, 10 inches plus D6. So I think I go like a five or a six. So we're going 15 inches. So basically the whole unit, apart from maybe three or four hoppers, retreated at a combat, but retreated at a combat, bouncing over the Eidolon. And I, I, I took off the Eidolon with the mortal wounds on the bounce. Um, and then it went into turn four priority, which I won. And then the hoppers then went into the other Eidolon and took it off, basically. Um, and what, what he had left was maybe um, a unit of thralls, and he had his casting Eidolon. And I think it was a couple of characters. And he tried to go into the stabbers, because the stabbers at this point were kind of chained out. We're kind of contested in the middle objective, but kind of 
strung out on the other objective as well. Um, and he, he just couldn't, and he just couldn't take off, take off the stabbers again. And again, I was able to move the hoppers in, do damage, grab objectives here, and then the backfield as the hoppers then moved in, sort of like turn five to grab objectives. And I, I then, I think it was turn four or five, I also teleported my Danko across to his boat because that was his grand strategy was to have nothing near the boat. And I just got the, the Danko in near the boat and got my grand strategy into my, his grand strategy. So again, it was like a maybe about like a five or six point swing um, in my favour, just by kind of just retreating them all over the Eidolon and just taking it off. Um, so again, Hoppers, M, Hoppers and the Mangler, just MVP again. So. Yeah, it's quite excellent. Yeah, quite nasty. It was, mm-hmm. it was always a pleasure to play Adam because he's an absolute gentleman. Yeah. Love, love the human. Yeah. yeah, now he knows what the hoppers do, and you yeah. probably won't like them. Yeah, now he knows what the hoppers do. <laughs> okay, so now we've just obviously we've uh, we we did our was a coolest army vote, wasn't it? Was, uh, or was it? Or was it? Or when did we do that? Was that the that was Saturday? Yeah, I was on the Saturday. Yeah, okay. well, yeah, um, yeah. We. Um, Austin, um, Austin yeah. that. Good choice. It was, was a good me. choice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was me. I yeah, so that was my my, my takeaway. I can remember if it was this because we normally do painting on the Sunday. That's why I I assumed it was now, but yeah. And, uh, so I was gonna speak about it now, but no, it was Saturday. So yeah, Austin chose my army for coolest army and I got a wee uh, tactical nuclear penguin as a as a prize, a brewdog beer, which I've not had uh, before, so I'm quite excited to have it. <laughs> and you were extremely shocked to get it. It was, yes, yes. I never really consider myself up for painting prizes. Um, so yeah, it was definitely a shock, but a welcome one to be sure. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm yeah. gonna quick, yeah, I'll, I'll leave you guys talk about your your uh, your next round. I'm gonna quickly take the dog out, and I'll return. This is a very professional podcast, and she's decided that she needs out right now. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, my round five um, was playing one of your previous opponents, Eric. Eric <laughs> So, played his um, Beast of Chaos War. Obviously, one of my favourite factions of all time, Beasts. Um, Did you flex the tattoo with him and just kind of... I, I, I didn't flex it, no, because, you know, I'm not really one for flexing, but um, I did show him and he was a, he liked it. But, um, yeah, it was, um, obviously it was the same list you, you played, so he, he put a lot of stuff off the board. I knew it was going to be coming in ambush. Um, I screened quite a bit. Um... So even when he came in on that ambush, he was just fighting one or two units. Yeah, he was just fighting dogs, basically. Well, the entire list is mostly dogs. That's yeah. narrow it down. Um, but yeah, it was like the unimportant units that couldn't fight through each other and things. Um, because he was less drops than me, so he got the choice. Um, so he went... I think he actually let me go first, I think. Right. Yeah. Uh, Normally, he took first turn if he could, uh, because he knew I could effectively screen off even more. What was yeah. the other way around? I can't remember. But basically, 
he came in, hit fairly hard, but just pretty much just took off screens. And then I managed to punch back because bulldogs are great, but they can't really take a hit very well. But they've got like a five-up save. Yeah, they've got a five-up save. So, I mean, four-up with all that defence and things. Um, But my dogs, when they get their number of attacks in properly, plus with some mortal wounds from um, the spells and stuff flying off and getting debuffs around, um, I think I managed to debuff one unit of bulls so it was moving half move all the time the other unit i like decrep i um managed to get minus one on every pack profile so because they're great axes they're only getting one horn attack one great axe attack so it's literally halving the damage of them um managed to get the horror ghast out i only think i only took off about two bulls from one unit but it was still enough to cause that bravery test. Yeah. And unfortunately, he rolled a six. Oof. So he lost one and then an extra three because I managed to roll an extra three on the um, horror gas. So he lost like five bulls straight away from one unit just from doggy attacks. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. Um, but he did manage to fight back quite quite well. Um and even with lesser numbers, he did do quite a good number on me. And it was very, very close. We, by tur- I think we got to about turn three, and then we had to sort of call it and try and count things out. But there were so many pieces on the board that could go all over the place. It was very difficult to figure out mm-hmm. uh, what we could do, what p- objectives, battle tactics we could get. Um, it kind of came down to me eventually winning it, 27 to 5, or 25, sorry. Um, both of us getting grand strats and things. I would have liked to play it to the full. It always feels odd when you sort of end a battle when you've not really quite decided, because obviously it's a dice game, so things can go either way. Spike, yeah, or not spike, yeah. Yeah, so... Well, I got the one. I think he could have easily won it as well. Um, yeah, especially in round three, it's really tough to call. Um, there. But with, it's just with so many moving pieces. That yeah. I, I think I think I could have more comfortably won it because I I had more resilience and coming back. But I mean, those gorgons with their ability to heal a couple of times in combat and stuff, you kind of need to kill them on the wanna. And I, I was getting tired from moving so many models around. I didn't quite get my buff ranges correct. Um, and I didn't quite control things as well I wanted to. So, um, yeah, it, it wasn't my best played game on my front. I like to be tighter on that sort of thing. But, you know, game five's always more draining. Yeah. Um, but it was great, and he's a lovely man. I can't wait to see him again, play yeah, against him again. Yeah. He'll probably want to get revenge on me, because I think... Hey, I, who's he, he going to grudge? Is he going to grudge you and me? That's the thing. I, I don't know. I mean, I think <laughs> I managed to beat him just last time. Um, I thought it was a draw, but he keeps claiming it wasn't, so... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. So, yes, uh, over, overall went three and two, so I was very happy with the list. 
Excellent. Mr. Mark? So, uh, so this was game five now, isn't it? So at this point, I was, you know, everyone's getting really tired. Um, I'm pushing around like loads of models and my back is in half because I'm really old and, you know, stuff like that. So I drew another one of the lovely Norwegians. I drew Henrik, um, who's about 19 foot 12. So trying to shake his hand and give him a hug was really kind of, really kind of stretching it. So he had Beast of Chaos again, but his list was, I, I think, um, and I think even Eric would admit it was a bit more techy, um, a bit cleverer. It was a bit more kind of objective play because he had like a, a few more shamans. He had a unit of bulls for some punch. He had two units of gorg, two gorgons. Um, he had um, several units of goes and. He had a cygor as well, didn't he? Was that sorry? Did he have a cygor as well? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, that was it because it was like making. They can put a scrag or take mortal wounds, and that was sad. And he had like a unit of best to go, so it was, it was definitely more tech in the list. And he, he played an absolute blind, he was playing the list really, really well. He clearly knew what he was doing with it. And at this point, I was I was I was C2, so I didn't care what was going to happen because I was happy with like a C2, so I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, and I, I was an absolute fanny because I, I put my I put my loon shrine down. And then for some reason, I put it in a stupid position and I, I bubble wrapped my army again like I did against Eric, thinking, right, lots of stuff's going to be off the board. Um, and I just came down with one of his monsters and just smashed my loon shrine. Um, and I was like, oh, yes, I forgot about that. So straight away, I was on the back foot and I was a wee bit kind of, I wouldn't say tilted, but I was like, oh, right, holy crap, yeah, I'm, I'm playing like an absolute fanny here. Um, he brought down his bulls. I'd kind of moved my squig hood up on my left flank to kind of grab his objective. And he was doing really cool things like pulling them out of position with that um, that wee heroic action from his um, shaman. Great moves. He pulled them off the objective so his 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 unit could move onto them and stuff like that without having to kind of engage them. So kind of some really clever play from Henrik. Um, so by turn two, just because I was really kind of getting tired and playing like an absolute dafty. I think by turn two, he was 13 points to my eight. Um, he was looking in control. Now, I'd I'd kind of thrown the mangle up on my right-hand flank because I'd, I'd misheard him. I thought his grand strategy was to keep his um, herdstone intact. But it turns out, and this was probably the, the, the thing I decided in the game, it's either intact or not have a unit within three inches. I think that was the grand strat. Um, I think it's nine, but yeah. Yeah, yeah all right. So um, I thought I had to go and smash up the loon shrine. Uh, not the loon shrine. I thought I had to smash up the herdstone, which is why I was throwing the mangler forward um, at breakneck speed to try and get towards that herdstone. If it died, it died, but trying to just smash his herdstone. So he brought a couple of units in from his left-hand flank to kind of deal with the mangler, and and he did. He, he totally just like absolutely ripped it, ripped it to shreds. I was like, right, so I'm not going to stop him getting his grand strategy. So at this point, we're in turn two, bottom of turn two. He's 18 points to, to my, or he's 13 points to my eight. Um, and at this point, I was like, what, what am I going to do here? So. I think I can't remember who won priority here, but I think I think he'd won priority. 
and I think I'd gone finest hour on my dank hold. So my dank hold was kind of holding up my left flank a little bit, and he pushed his balls, he put his balls into the spore splatters I had left with the intent of piling in to my to my dank hold. So he took out the spore splatters with the charge because they do like mortal wounds for days in the charge, and he took them out and piled into the dank hold. But I think this was maybe his mistake because I don't think he realised how how tanky that dank hold was because I had the moon over him and he had his glowy house and he was also finest hour. Um, and I'd managed to kill like, some of the bulls from Squigs and like Battleshock from the Squigs and stuff. So maybe he had like, I think he had like three bulls of his unit of six left. Um, and I think he went with a different unit, first of all, thinking, yeah, they're going to be fine because it's just a draw boss. Um, and I think he maybe took out like a, a couple of hoppers with a unit of goes, maybe like three or four hoppers. And I went with the dank hold. And the dank hold really kind of went to town because I went, I went all at attack with the dank hold, which gave him an extra attack. Um, so he then did five attacks into the unit of bulls, and you know, he was hitting on twos, wounded on twos, he was red twos, he went straight through the bulls, and then I rolled like fives and sixes on the damage. And that that three unit of bulls just got lifted just from the dang coat. He just like smacked him a new one. And at that point, he then started to realise that he didn't have much damage output. And I still maybe I still had the, the stabbers left. Um, the stabbers were moving towards the middle to grab the middle objective. I still had the hoppers left. Um, so the hoppers managed to clear up my right flank. Um, of, of the goes that were like kind of kicking about. I managed to grab the objective he took off me at the start back. I moved the stabbers into the middle of the board so they contested the middle objective. And I think at this point he just had maybe about five or six best goes left because I kind of whittled them down. He had a beast lord left and maybe one or two wounds. I think he had a doom bull, but the doom bull was out in his right flank and most of the combat was now kind of to the to his centre or, or to his left. Um, and at this point, I was like, so so I have to I have to smash up. At this point, I just clarified it. I said, so I've got to smash your your hood stone then to to stop your ground strike. And he's like, no, you just have to be within X number of inches. And I was like, oh, I thought I had to I had to destroy it. So at this point, I, I turned I turned my brain on. And I teleported the dank hold drug boss to the other side of the board, nine away from his ungo. And that was like turn four. And then what happened in turn turn four and five, he couldn't take the gits, he couldn't take the stabbers off the middle objective. The hoppers moved up to the middle objective, taking out the rest of the bestigos. And then by the end of the game, all he had was a unit of um a unit of Ungo kind of holding the back line near his herdstone and a Doombull, but the Doombull was going to be too far out of it. Um, and at this point, I was giving away the turn so that, you know, you know, he was, yeah, I was giving away the turn so I could decide which objective to burn and stuff like that because I had more models at this point. So it was two turns. Well, there was a turn, turn four, I gave away the turn. 
a one priority. So I was like, no, I'm just going to keep, I'm going to burn that objective and keep these two here. And what then started happening was the score started to swing back and going into turn five, um, I think kind of neck and neck on points. He won priority into turn five and he was kind of sitting there going, well, what do I do? Because if I give it to you, you know, you're going to smash everything off. But if I take it, you know, you're going to get to burn an objective or vice versa. But at this point, I was looking at the numbers and he, there was no way at this point he could have possibly stopped anything from happening. Because in my turn, my turn five, I just auto ran the Dankholds up to be within three of his, of his herdstone. So I stopped his Grand Strat. My Dankold obviously was alive, so I got my Grand Strat. And in the end, we ended equal on points, but I managed to get my Grand Strat. So I actually managed to sneak by an absolute bore here. It was a 23-20 point win to, to me. But it was one of the tightest and um, greatest respect to all my opponents. It was one of the best games of Warhammer I've played for a long time because it was just like swinging back and forth. It was like I was making mistakes. He was making mistakes. He went up. I went up. It was that sort of a, that sort of counterplay, and it was a really, really good thinking game. And at the end of it, massive hug, massive respect to Henrik. It was a really, really good game, and I really enjoyed it. And a game of Warhammer I'm probably going to remember for a long, long time, to be honest. So nice, nice. That's what you want, really. The game. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was so tight. It was really. I mean, he was he was up, and he was smashing me left, right, and centre on points. Up until two and two, and I just kind of, kind of, you know, put my brain in gear. I was like, right, I'll do some hopper movement here. And it was, it was the mistake I think with the bulls, because if the bulls had got into the centre, they would have taken off the stabbers probably, um, oh, yeah. and they wouldn't have been able to hold that objective and it would be a different game. But I think he was trying to stop me from getting my grand strat, um, because my grand strat was to have him alive and under the influence of the moon. And also, I guess if he'd gone with that combat activation differently, fought with the bulls first, yeah, might have been different as well. Yeah, but he, even then, he was on full of wounds. He had twelve wounds. He had a right, three up save. He had a three up save because he was under the light of the moon and he was fighting. Yeah. So he was on a three up save, ignoring rend one. And if he'd gone with the bulls first, I would have probably gone all out defense to ignoring to go to ignoring rend two. Yeah. Um, it was just a he went with a different activation. I just saw the opportunity to lift the balls and go all at attack with the dank hold rather than all at defense, like I thought was going to happen. Because when you obviously put on a unit of drugs, you get an extra attack, so you just put it on himself and he was in five attacks. Yeah, twos and twos. So we just I got lucky, I, I didn't roll a single one for the hits or the wounds, and I, I rolled big, I rolled big in the damage as well. So you know, so they're going straight, straight through because they were rain two. You know, and I, I rolled like maybe like out of the five, or maybe like two sixes and like two fours and a three or something like that. So that was you know, bulls just lifted off, and I think that was probably the turning point because that then gave me the opportunity to teleport him the other side of the board and do the run in turn five to get to to stop his grand strat. So yeah, yeah, grand strats are always so important. Yeah, that was that was probably the play of the game at that point. So people forget about them till like the later turns when they really should be planning ahead for them earlier. Yeah, so many games are just a few points in it that the grand strat swing can be massive. Yeah, it, it was just the grand strat that, that won me that game because I was just three points up. Mm-hmm. 
If I hadn't done that, it would have been a perfect draw, probably. So, yeah, you, you went your 4 and one so yeah. congratulations. Thanks very much. Yeah, the best of us. Yeah. When I grow up, I want it's to be like broke. you, Mark. Gets a broke, who knew? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But when, a mediocre, when a mediocre noob like myself can get a full one, then uh, it's got to be something got to be something broken with them. All right, but they're, they're, they're not auto-win. They are still you need to practice. You've got to get those nuances, buff ranges and everything. They're not just instant, I pick these up and take them. Yeah, there's a lot of buff ranges because you've got your squeak boss and your loon boss, and if you're lucky, your your spore splatters. But, um, yeah, it is tough to kind of get those kind of bubbles. But um, even if you don't have all those bubbles, even just like doing multiple wins in a six, if you're checking out four attacks, it's 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 crazy, crazy. Yeah, damage. you don't need all the buffs. You just need a couple of the buffs to do decent work. It's when you get all the buffs, they just go mad. Yeah. I mean, the, the few, like, two years where I got, like, the, the mortal wounds and the six to hit and the six to wound, it was just, it was crazy. But then I just put them in against that one target and they did that damage. Like, against Shane, they lifted the iron guts. And that was his main damage output. Yeah. Eric could lift a unit of nine balls and then they run across the other side of the board, scoring objectives on their way. And because I was going like, you know, I was going 10 and then I was running six. So we're going 16 and then D6 on top of it. There were there was no way the balls were going to get to them, you know? So. No, that's for sure. It was just that one, two, and just having those two buffs. And that was it, basically. It was a game changer in each of those games, you know? So. Well, yeah, oh. Oh. that was that. Yeah, that was that. So a two so three for me and a three two for you, Karen, and a four one for Mark. Yeah, is the finishing position for us. So yeah, not bad, not bad. No, overall we we've got fair. Few, well, what nine wins out of fifteen matches. For, mm-hmm. So yeah, there you go. Let's see what comes for us next. Well, you guys have won next. You've got, is it next weekend? Yes, Mark. Yeah, for Hanover next weekend, yeah. yeah uh, for Ryan. Yeah. Cool. Just a nice little one day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ryan's doing that every month. It's great to see. Yeah. Over near Bathgate. Um, uh, it's taking a little bit different. It's breaking out an old force. I think um, you are. Yes, I'm taking my um, Idenf, but they're all converted to look like Vampire Coast from Total War. Warhammer. Yeah, a very, very unique army. It's a stunning army. Yeah, it's good fun to play. Sure. I, d- I didn't do very well with it last time, I think. I think I went um, one and four, but... <laughs> but yeah, it's just a one day, so it's nice to get them out and yeah. dust them off for a... I did win the best painted though, so you know that's what that's what the whole point. Yeah. Kept more of the yeah. happy was um, in that it took like a month to convert the um, Necrofex Colossus. Yeah, it would take something quite special to knock that off best painted, I think. Well, mm. convert is scratch built. Yeah, that's everything on it. But yes, so that should be fun. Um, and I've been um, grudged by Mr. Raphael, the Broken Realms crew. So, see if I can 
think I played him before. I think he beat me. I'll have to see if I can get revenge. Yep, got to, got to get that revenge. Or I beat him. I can't remember. It's a while ago since we played, so. Yeah, it's a, well, it's a fair chance of one you beat the other one. Yes, probably. <laughs> I grudge myself against a gentleman called Colin. Mm-hmm. Apologies, Colin, for not knowing your surname. Um, I was chatting to him on Facebook because I think he's kind of lives in the Airdrie area, which is only a stone's throw away from me. So maybe about a week or so ago, he reached out um, on the Facebook groups looking for players in, in the Airdrie area, and I kind of replied. And I was in the shop. I was in I was in Marionville earlier in the week, and Ryan said, "Oh, one of the guys you were talking to is actually coming to Marionville." So, you know, so I thought, right, okay, I'll reach out, and you know, we can actually get a game against each other because we we started kind of organising one, and I realised he was coming, so I was like, reached out and thought, right, how about a grudge? How about a game? So, um, so that's my that's my game one for for next week. I don't know what he's, what filth he's pushing around. Probably not as filthy as yours. Probably going to regret, instantly regret grudging. <laughs> yeah. Rocks up with something horrendous. Yeah, get a boozer or something like that, probably. I'm sure you'll do fine. <laughs> First win of an event, maybe. Pardon? First win of an event, maybe. The coin? Probably, yeah. No, you. <laughs> <laughs> Lol, I don't think so. Lee's going, so that's not happening. That's fine. You got gets. What more do you need? Gets. <laughs> um, but yeah, then we were, we were wanting to talk about future projects and things, aren't we? Yes. So, Mark, what are you currently working on? Well, I've got everything under the sun. Um, I have a huge painting log. I'm painting, currently painting a bit of MCP. Um, as a wee kind of power cleanser, which is quite nice because you can do like a wee, a wee hero, and then it's you know in the case it's on the shelf and mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, I always like MCP for the fact you when you paint a mod, you feel like you've achieved something because it's not like painting say like a you know a hopper where you paint five hoppers and you've got like twenty five more hoppers to paint. Yeah, you paint yourself Miss Marvel and you're never going to paint Miss Marvel again. Um. So that's a wee palette cleanser. I've also got um, some terrain to be painting. Um, yes. Yeah, so I've managed to spray most of that. Before uh, I take a good chunk of a can. Yeah. With the Easter holiday coming up as well. So Easter holiday's in three weeks, so that'll be two weeks of me. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say for the training. I forgot to. There is, um, Gary from Dark Fantastic recommends, like, brush on primer for terrain. Just because the amount of cans you go through. Right, okay, I might try and source some of that. Yeah, so, I'll, 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 send you, I'll send you a link to it because I haven't got the same stuff he recommends. I mean, you could have told that beforehand, but yeah. Yeah, I know, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got, some, I've got some MCP, I've got some, uh, I've got some terrain. I'm also painting up a couple of wee bits of Slaves to Darkness for the wee man because you've got a Slaves to Darkness army and now and again I find me bits and pieces on on eBay and here and there and everywhere like we cheap deals and Facebook groups so I've still got some like a chariot and a lord on Karkadrak and a wee unit of Varengard and stuff so nice so I've got loads to paint a few other bits and pieces as well for 
various people that want me to kind of finish bits and pieces off of them. So nice, nice. So there's a lot of stuff going on. It's just kind of lots of hobby, lots of little bits and pieces. No, not like major sort of major sort of hobby project at the moment. Just like several smaller things. So. No, well you've got the gets to keep you going for the next yeah. few events anyway, and see how they shape up after the April Battle School. That'll be kind of the big point for them where they end up. Mm. Yeah, FAQ nerfed them, so. Did it? Did it really, though? Yeah, no. Oh, you can't, can't start going poses and we'll keep the army's broken now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're right, the army is still broken now, correct. <laughs> I didn't use a gobblepalooza anyway, but, you know, I kind of stacked my rain buff on the gobblepalooza, so game's a bogey. <laughs> sure, I'm sure. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, and I'm working on a very different. I mean, obviously, I've got tons of more soul bite. I've got an absolute ton of maggot kin if I wanted to do those. I've got a um, few armies here and there, more Skaven, obviously, more, Sk- more Beast of Chaos if I wanted to paint some more, but I'm working on something a wee bit different. Uh, for me, anyway. Both army-wise plus um, style, it's basically push forward smash, but with some tech. <laughs> so it's it's mega gargants and mm-hmm. um, swaps them with yourself. Yes, and I have your cruel boys. Yes, um, it was kind of shocking when we were working out how much each army was worth. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to do that again. I don't recommend it to anyone. No. <laughs> How much you've spent on these hands? Um, I think it's what about seven hundred and ten. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. Four megas, six babies. Yeah, it was a, it was a bit. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. Well, um, that was GW prices. Obviously, we you know you can buy direct from GW, but for the purposes of the of the trade, we just use GW prices. Um. So we yeah. get somebody saying, "Oh, you can get them cheaper elsewhere." We know. I I always like my um, conversion projects. I like my um, big palettes to do stuff with. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to carrying on doing those, and it's just gonna be interesting rather than like a hundred odd models pushing around a table. It'll be yeah, it'll be just four. Like say different <laughs> some events. Four or ten or something. It'll be a bit. Unusual. Yeah. I might actually finish games on time. <laughs> You get, like you say, you get time to wander around all the other top-painted armies and stuff. Have oh, a wee sit down. Yeah. <laughs> it be unusual. Just rest the legs in the back. Yeah, yeah I could do with that. It's like what? It's like a one-model army. I'd be all over that. Just, just wait till we get Sigma on the table. Yeah, Sigma. Give me Sigma. There we go. Uh, Three thousand-point model, wasn't it? Hmm. Uh, so yeah. Good. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good fun. Uh, what about yourself? Yeah. Uh, I'm painting up the aforementioned Cruel Boys right now. Yeah. I'm uh, doing my first. I mean, I everything I do has been contrasted for a while now. Um, I've just gotten so used to working with it. I just kind of stick with it. But this is the first time I'm doing the slap chop method. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually really liking it. It does change the tone of the model, like. I tend to do quite bright armies, so with the slab job, it does dull them. But I am liking the results so far. 
Mm-hmm. Um, just like I say, it just gives you that bit more depth to the model and that, but it does come at the cost of like my Lumineth, for example, which are all very bright and prideful colors. Um, would it work with this method? No, no this wouldn't. Because it would, it would completely ruin the effect. It's Whereas, too, past, too pastely. You can't yeah. do that with that. Whereas the Cruel Boys benefit uh, from that sort of murkiness. Yeah. I think sometimes picking that style of what you're going to paint them as really helps right from the beginning. If you're for new people to painting, there's lots of different styles you can do. So yeah. it's nice to know what you're doing with that a little bit. This will be the second Cruel Boys army I painted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this one's actually for you. Yes. That's so, it yeah, it is, it is nice to, to have one and sort of be back working on destruction, which is where I'm happiest. <laughs> yes, push forward, smash. Oh, I don't know. There's a, you know, there's a bit of thinking in Cruel Boys. Yeah, this is true. Dirty tricks are high. Exactly. Although, as we were saying, I, I, I do want to run the like just thirty gut rippers because it looks like a lot of fun. Well, it's got legs. Yeah, lots of them. <laughs> <laughs> not, not as many as my wolves. I had that. No. People say, well, it's definitely got legs, and I said, yes. I'm like, oh, three hundred and twenty of them. Yep. It's fucking mad. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to upstage me with puns, didn't you? So yeah, next next big event is Broken Realms. So you guys also get your one dare, and then the, the first weekend in April, April first and second, we'll have Broken Realms, mm-hmm. the seventy-two player GT, biggest ever in Scotland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gonna be, gonna be interesting. Run by a lovely Matt. Mhm. Got people coming up from England. We've got people flying over from Northern Ireland. So it's gonna be a bit of a mixed field. Yeah. And Scotland's first golden ticket event. Oh, indeed. I completely forgot about that. Shows how serious I'm taking it. Willie Wonker. Does that make Matt Willie Wonker? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure I want to think of it like that, but okay. <laughs> we'll, need, we'll need to get Matt some sort of Willy Wonka costume for the day, I think. Or, or at least for the handing out the, the prizes. I think so. He needs to get that purple top hat. There you yeah. go, Matt. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> this is Willy Wonka, please. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> but I did a silly thing. I've grudged somebody for Broken Rainless. All right. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, somebody's passed it. He's way past it. It was Warhammer Prime now. Well, he is. He is past it. He has, he has uh, you know, there is evidence he's, he's past it. Yeah, I think he's lost four games this year, and I've lost four games this year, so technically, you know. Cool. I think well, he's lost more games this year so far than he did all of last year, I believe. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mr. Bayless, if you're listening, coming for you. <laughs> And, uh, I, I think you just want to submarine the event. That's what it is. Well, <laughs> hey, hey, it worked at Brewdog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. 
and I've uh, I've got a grudge with Mr. Craig Morrow. That's coming good. over from Northern Ireland. Yeah, that'll be good. So it'll be fun. I've not played him since well the Irish event we went to, Mark. Wow, seems like ages ago. Yeah, well, it was ages ago. That's why. <laughs> still, I still get triggered thinking about Sinky carrying his lunch around to the airport. Oh yeah, oh god, yeah, just walking about with it. Yeah. And the security asking him what well, that was, and he was like, "It's my big mushroom." And <laughs> it went down like a yeah. Yeah, like you would imagine it would basically. Yeah. Oh dear. Drinking a pint in the pub at like half past four in the morning with a, a giant loon train sitting on a table next to us. <laughs> <laughs> it was very surreal. Yeah, that's definitely an experience. <laughs> maybe not one you want to repeat, but yes. Yeah, maybe maybe try and find a box for it next time. Yeah. So yeah, I guess we'll be back after, yeah, probably, I don't know if we'll do one before Broken Realms or not, maybe, if not, it'll be after Broken Realms for sure. Be... That's the beginning of April, so I probably doubt we'll have time. Yeah. And now unless Matt, if he's up for maybe popping on for a wee yeah, discussion we, at some point, maybe. We could, yeah. we could definitely look into that, yeah, we'll put the word out, see if that's what's, what's on the cards. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with that, we'll uh, head off for the night. As it's, uh, it's been a bit of a longer episode, so <laughs> best to, to call it there. Yes. And uh, we'll be back soon. May the goats be with you. <laughs>